in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. He's my co-host eternally. Today, we're reviewing the 26th movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Eternals, directed by Academy Award winner Chloe Zhao, by a screenplay by herself, Patrick Burley, Ryan Furpo, and Kaz Furpo. So before we get into this review, we are doing spoilers. Spoiler warning. I mean, we have to. I mean, it's just there's so much to talk about. Whenever it comes to a Marvel movie, you know we're going to be talking about spoilers because whether it's just the film itself, what it ties into later, uh, you know, we, we got to talk about the the nitty gritty. We can't just do a little, uh, you know, base base uh, uh, review here. So Eternals, this is an interesting one. So now we're really getting into phase four. You know, we've had. Black Widow, which was more of a, a in-betweenquel, which I love that that phrase you uh, coined there, Taylor. And then we had Shang-Chi. And Shang-Chi really was the first movie to be like, all right, we're actually stepping forward into phase four. Uh, introducing, the starting these new characters and kind of what's what's to come. And the cinematic, for sure. Now, Shang-Chi, I had heard about somewhat, but you know, a lot of these eternal characters brand new to me you know i mean some of the names you can you know you can tell from uh you know other parts of history a lot of the names of these characters are historical but otherwise from that uh this was gonna be a lot of brand new material uh which is exciting i think it was you know it's like after 10 years of a lot of sequel 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 we're excited to see new characters new adventures uh branch out and definitely this movie also i think did very well with representation uh, there's a lot of great representation in this film. Uh, some of the first representation for Marvel as a whole. Uh, so what is a brief synopsis of, of Eternals, Taylor? And then we'll get into the real nitty gritty of it. Absolutely. Well, in the film, The Eternals, hence the title, an immortal alien race emerged from hiding after thousands of years of protecting Earth uh, from their ancient counterparts and antagonists, the Deviants. So we're following this group of mortal beings as they have to once again band together to so-called protect Earth. And they've basically kind of been like the, for those of you who've been watching uh, the other great Marvel TV that Disney Plus has come out, they're kind of like the Watchers. Uh, you know, they're protecting against these deviant characters, but they're they're not allowed to interfere with, you know, historical events or anything like that um, of humanity. Um so, and this is all set during the time after Avengers Endgame. This is um, probably pretty pretty much not too far after that. This is all the events of that. So it's pretty much caught up, but we do get a little bit of um, back and forth uh, with the past and present. Yeah, we've, we've, we know that this is past the events of the snap to bring back everyone. And uh, there's something about that that has caused uh, the energy to re-release these deviants. And the deviants, they're really interestingly designed. They are these like monsters that have kind of like vines and like they're kind of, I mean, they are definitely alien uh, creatures, but I, I, I like the design element they did. Well, they're all like, like based on like real, like 
you know, predators, because these are basically the design of the deviants are to wipe out other apex predators. So they are the essential the apex. But what's kind of cool about them is they're like they look like different kind of, you know, maybe jaguars, tigers, lions, bears. Oh, my. And they were they look like basically like just the muscle tissue and everything like that. But all like kind of cool colors kind of remind me of uh, the fans as fans of Horizon Zero Dawn kind of remember those uh, machines which I, I told you and I was like oh my gosh these look like just like those and it things. does it does yeah um, but they're back and they're they're actually hunting down the Eternals so that is the thing is why they need to start banding together is although each of the Eternals has their own set of powers which are I think really unique and they have I like how they designed them in this movie you know, as you see in the trailers, they have that very gold kind of like mystical look, uh, no matter what whatever the weapon might be. If it's their hands, if it's a weapon they get, if they can mind control what they it's always a gold base to it, which does really kind of give this regal, uh, godlike, you know, feel to it. Regal, very ancient kind of like look. And it's kind of funny where these Eternals, as you see, they they came back, you know, thousands of years ago. I think it's like between like five, seven thousand years ago. Seven thousand, yeah. Yeah, they first came to Earth. Here to Earth. So a little bit of kind of historical influence, almost like in the world of like, oh, this is, would be, as you said, a lot of their names, like you have Icarus and stuff. So a lot of their characters would kind of lend to um, our stories as humanity, and they would kind of inspire all these legends and lore that you know would have inspired you know, structure and stuff. And some of them have kind of influenced humanity in the terms of technology and things like that. So they kind of help to guide humanity as well. Yeah, they've, they've always been around, but they were instructed to never interfere with the events of humanity. And that is from Marishem, who is a celestial. Um, we got a little bit of that back in Guardians of the Galaxy, actually, was the first time we saw a celestial uh, when describing the power stone and seeing what the infinity stone could do in the hands of that, where it would destroy the entire earth. And they look, you know, very, very, obviously very, very large. And they definitely had the scale in this movie to show how large this celestial is. You know, it's the size of a planet and it, that was really cool. So we're getting, okay, he created the Eternals and he's the one that kind of is overseeing the, the grand plan, but the deviants are back just by themselves they may not be strong enough to take them down so they have to start to band together again and that that i think although it's a a, a fun thing to keep like meeting uh, you know this is a great way to kind of introduce each eternal in our present day what they've been doing it some to very humorous effects some to just you know whatever they've been doing it takes a lot of the movie to get the whole band back together yeah it takes a, it takes an eternity to get to the eternals <laughs> And this is, I think, a flaw. I think a flaw of the movie is, although there's some really great like landscape shots and like there's some great action in this, and you know we'll get to the cast in a minute, which is fantastic. It's almost like a couple movies in one that they try to tackle, and it's almost too much to properly do in the one film that make it like really iconic. I think a hard thing was there's all these history shots where like they go back in time. But it's, it's cut so abruptly in the movie. So, like, you're in the middle of present day, and all of a sudden it's like Rome. It kind of throws you off when you're watching it. And I think, like, what, what justice was served with these characters, if you think about the original Avengers, you know, we had a proper movie. Let's go back to how Captain America's formed back in the 1940s. I thought that would be cool because I would be all for a whole movie back in time of the ancient times to see how they, you know, kind of like 
how they why they came there and that kind of like and then hints of you know interesting stuff going on where you're like something doesn't add up and then kind of end it like ooh I want to see the next one because it it just felt like you get that they were uh, uh, this band together in historical times finding the deviants saving humanity shaping humanity and then they kind of disbanded because the deviants were destroyed so they were left on earth in case the deviants ever came back and several thousand years passes they've all moved on and done things and then it's like slowly like i think it takes like an hour and a half to the point where we get all of the eternals back together uh with interjections of the past and so some of that was just like a little like <laughs> it, which makes this this movie is two hours and 37 minutes so it was a you know it's a longer one but i do feel like it still had a lot of beef to it to make it it didn't feel like this was dragging but I did mention we're going to talk about the cast here. The cast is fantastic, especially our Eternals. So we have Gemma Chan playing Cersei, who, although already had been in the MCU uh, as a character in Captain Marvel, uh, led that led this cast. Cersei's power is she can manipulate objects to turn into other things. So like she can turn. Uh, there's that great shot in the trailer where uh, a bus is flipped over and she turns it all into like rose petals and like she can she can manipulate matter, which is really cool. We have Richard Madden, our, our Game of Thrones, one of our Game of Thrones alumni, as Icarus. Uh, this is definitely our Superman type character, which is very interesting just to see like his powers that he can fly. He's very strong and he can shoot lasers from his eyes. It just goes to show how like there's constantly from Marvel to DC, whatever one comes first, there's always some kind of copycat version. Yeah, or alternate version, yeah. And they kind of, to great comedic effect, they reference Superman. This is the first time a DC character has been referenced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In the Marvel, which I thought was funny. It's like, you're Superman. You're the one flying. It's like, I don't don't wear a cape. Yeah, I don't don't have a cape. (laughs) Uh, Angelina Jolie is Thena, who is the goddess of war. And she is badass in this. And she... She can always like bring forth like a spear and a shield or a sword, and she's uh, very courageous. Um, Sama Hank is Ajak, who's somewhat the leader of the Eternals. Um, her powers to heal, and then we have probably the, one of the highlights of the film for sure: Kumail Nanjiani as Kingo, um, who, as I mentioned earlier, I love that his plot point is that in the time from disbanding with the Eternals. He has become a giant Bollywood star and he's done it for several, several decades, uh, pretending that he was his grandfather and then his father and then himself. So he is a huge, huge, rich person. And this is hilarious uh, ego on him. His power is he can kind of I, I kind of found it funny. It was almost making me think a little bit of um, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> he can shoot lasers from his hands and then he can like make it a giant ball. I was waiting for the. Kamehameha. I was waiting for him just to do like a funny little parody moment. And we have to just bring up real quick with him uh, Harish Patel, who plays Karun, who is his valet, is a hilarious, hilarious add on in this film. He's just like his sidekick that follows him everywhere and is a very sweet, enduring part of the movie. He had never seen a Marvel movie before. He just got this role and he's fantastic. I'm like, we're going to get a Disney Plus series with just him. I'm, I'm saying it one day. Yeah, just the, it's just going to be called The Valet. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have Leah McHugh plays Sprite, who she similar to Loki can do projection and kind of like tricks and stuff. Brian Terry Henry, Fastos, he is the one who does all the inventions. Lauren Ridloff Macari, who is our basically our version of the Flash, uh, incredible, and she uh, 
it is deaf in this and she um it's all sign language that was really cool to our first like deaf superhero again representation very Kyung, who plays druid he can control people's minds um and then finally madonk Seok as gilgamesh who has the fist of fury basically in this he has uh, a very very strong he's the strongest of the eternals who can knock down a deviant with a solid punch so those are like our our main characters and then we also have in here kit harrington who plays dane whitman now let's talk about dane here for a second taylor so <laughs> we knew that it was exciting that you know for all game of Thrones fans can't deny the, the the when richard madden was on the show for the first three seasons there was such a fun bond of watching him and kit harrington as these younger actors who are really rising to the ranks of top names so to have them both in this movie it was just exciting and you're like oh man great we're having these game thrones online this movie Dane Whitman, you know, looking up a little bit of what he's meant to be, he was like underutilized in this movie. He's basically the 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 other boyfriend, you know. He's we like Cersei. Natalie Portman's character in the first two Thor movies, you know. Yeah, because he's the he's the uh, you know Cersei has been dating him in present day, but now you know we find out a long, long love history with Icarus, uh, and so he's just like underutilized, but. We know at the end post credit scene, he did open uh, the case to the sword. And the thing is, he actually, there's a long lost history with his family. He's meant to be the Black Knight who uses his sword and he has incredible powers. And so not to be confused with uh, Martin Lawrence uh, movie, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the same name, which I do love that movie. Yeah. So obviously we're going to see more of him in the future. And it was interesting that they chose. Uh, there's the one line where you see, you know, are you ready for this, Mr. Whitman? And that was apparently Blade. Yes. Uh, so it was our first, uh, just a voice, but our first introduction to Blade. But this movie, you know, I, I I will say I was not expecting the twist that Icarus is a bad guy. Or at least, if not a bad guy, um, is following Erisham's plan. He, you know, to a bit, to an extreme, if you will. And this is the big plot point is we find out that really... Uh, these planets that um, are overseen by these celestials are they wait for human civilization to hit or whatever, whatever population, yeah, species, whether it's alien, whatever, to hit a certain population point. And once it's high enough, then that planet is ready for the emergence. And then the planet will literally implode and a celestial is born. And when a celestial is born, then several other billions of planets will be made. So it's one of those like, you sacrifice one planet to get many planets. Well, we know from our heroes, we never like that. We never like, like, you know, we don't sacrifice even one as Captain America once said. Yeah. So the Eternals realize this plan is uh, bullcrap and we need to try to stop the emergence. And that's the big plot point is they're like trying to fight off these deviants, one of which that can suck powers and becomes like a kind of ringleader for the, uh, uh, deviants. Uh, so they're sucking powers of some of the Eternals and getting stronger. All the while, we realize that Ajak, who knew about this plan for several dec- you know, millennia, uh, was actually going to try to stop it in the end. This is something we talked about before we started recording. In the trailer, they have the whole, like, we have seven days. And like that was huge. Five, every years trailer. Ago, five years ago, Thanos wiped out all of humanity. So this whole, yeah, it throws you off, because seeing the trailer, you think that's going to be the beginning of the movie. And I'm, you're waiting the whole movie until this one part where like, oh, this is what was going on. And so we don't, so Salma Hayek's character is kind of underutilized in the film. Yeah, because she was killed off very early and minus flashbacks and stuff. You're like, oh, uh, 
I guess uh, she was sticking to this plan, but never let the Eternals know. And so we, yeah, we find out that Arishim created the Eternals. She created the Deviants. Uh, the Deviants obviously went rampant and killed Apex Predators. That's why the Eternals were made so that they can kill them. And there's been several, several attempts at creating them correctly. Um, and that the whole plan is that the first Celestials be born. And so they need to save the planet. And we found out that Icarus has been sticking by Ajax for this whole plan and is like now going to fight his own brothers and sisters to, to make it happen, which does lead to some really awesome action scenes. I mean, there's some really cool action in this, uh, especially the sequence in the jungle, I thought was really, really well done. It reminded me of the Revenant when the one deviant was like tearing apart Icarus for a second there. But the whole end section was really, really cool. I thought the fight scenes and, also, Angelina Jolie's character, she has this affliction throughout the movie where you see in the trailer, her eyes turn milk white and she basically starts to attack her Eternals as well. I really thought that that was going to be like the, the villain at the end was like, they're going to be fighting her. Like she was going to be like Mega Athena or something. And no. So I'm, I'm curious where they're going to go with her character for the future with all these characters that survive. Um, Icarus ran into the sun, I guess. Um, Maybe we won't see him again. Maybe we will. I don't know. Maybe he can survive the sun. Who knows? They're Eternals. I don't know what they can survive. But um, yeah, so obviously Arishim is not very happy that the uh, <laughs> the plan did not work. I did really thought it was cool. The visual effect of Cersei kind of turning to like marble almost. And like the celestial that was starting to come forward is just like now this giant statue in the middle of the ocean. I thought some of the scale of that looks really, really cool. But uh, we know that, uh, yeah, uh, at least Cersei, Kingo, and Fastos were taken away uh, to whatever planet, you know, Arishim's chilling at or in, in space. So the, the Eternals that are, are left are going to have to try to go find them. Well, they're going to have a little bit of help uh, by Harry Styles, <laughs> who uh, comes in at the end here uh, with him and Pip, who was played by um, uh, Pat Oswald. So. Yeah. <laughs> What did you think of this character? Yeah, this character of Eros uh, coming in, Harry Styles uh, slash Starfox. Well, first of all, threw me threw me off when he's like on the brother of Thanos and like, whoa, I guess uh, you were the good looking brother. <laughs> uh, I was like, um, where's your yes. purple skin and your bald chin? I know. Yeah, your your nutsack for chin. Uh, <laughs> but Grimace. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was very interesting. I think what was great about this movie is it kind of made me back to my roots of like the original um the original uh band of mcu movies where it was like okay i've got to go back and i'm not a comic book aficionado so i gotta know who these characters are what does this have to do everything so it it was very interesting to see okay it really made me question what's going on because it kind of threw me off because i was like okay i don't know what's going on uh so i'm excited for for that point point to to go in there but um yeah i I definitely more questions raised than answers uh, for this film and i think that's kind of pretty standard for the course but yeah just going back and talking about this film i think there was some stuff that i think this film would better been suited to this this whole movie could have been um eternals 2 uh and then eternals 1 would have been all like okay the plot point of them in the past and then until they disband and then leave it like ooh, something's happening you know like I would have liked to seen more of the deviants and a little bit more um, of the familial bond because when Ajax, some of the characters die, some of these characters die, I don't feel feel for them. And I think a lot of these films have done very well as you invoke this emotion, you get invested in the characters. So I understand with a lot of the reviews you see 
lack of character development on some aspects i think you know for what it was trying to do and the amount of time it had great job i think would better suited to break this into two movies almost yeah i think if they've been the first movie from the creation of the deviants the deviants go awry airsham then creates the eternals we meet the eternals see their powers and they defeat the deviants and fight them off through different periods of history then we the, the movie ends with them finishing off the last deviant and like all right now we can just rest movie one movie two present day oh how cool eternals have been in history now they're present day what are they doing now oh the deviants are back then we get that whole you know i, th- I think they did try to combine too much in one movie but at the end of the day having said that I, again, I think the fantastic cast representation, you know, we have people of color, we have a gay couple for the first time in a Marvel movie, a uh, deaf superhero. There's so much that I think they, they really nailed in this. Uh, it has a lot of beautiful imagery and shots and the humor in this, especially people like Kumail really bring in some funny moments in it. So like it had that Marvel quality, but I do agree it is a very different Marvel film because there's some brand new characters to us. Um, obviously the much more giant scale of it's being, you know, in space and celestial and it's a little otherworldly, even though it is set on earth. So I'm excited to see where they go with these characters. I feel like they will definitely tie into other characters that come in that are, you know, like Thor, they, you know, they mentioned at one point, Camille's like, like Thor used to follow me around when he was a kid. Now he, now he won't return my calls, you know, <laughs> like stuff like that. So I'll be excited to see where they, they blend with the, the already, currently existing characters in the mcu and what the future will be but you know what for a first crack at it definitely was a fun time i just had you know i think it was too big a project to do in the one film but well it'll be coming out i think actually they're actually aiming for it already to maybe possibly come out on disney plus by by christmas um so like you know uh interesting to see when this will so we can revisit it but of course you can now see eternals in theaters And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know your potential. potential.